Do you feel like you missed out on quality PT education during the pandemic? Feeling unprepared to enter the workforce? Looking to finally learn what you've been missing and have the graduation that you deserve after years of hard work? Join us at the SSHC Live 2021 conference in Orlando, Florida, June 5th and 6th to make 2021 your big comeback. Tickets are massively discounted for students like you. And if you are interested in attending the graduation only on Sunday night, you are able to come for free. So click the link in the description to save your spot today. Looking for a gift for a friend, classmate, professor, co-host of a podcast, or really anyone? Physio Memes got your back with apparel, drinkware, and home decor. And if you go to physiomemes.com, you can get a 20% off coupon with the code gratitude, spelled G-R-A-D-I-T-U-D-E-2020. And don't forget to check out his social media for a good study break laugh. As always, make life humorous. Welcome to Gratitude. I'm Sarah. And I'm Gabby. And we are two new grad DPTs helping you get through PT school on your first try debt-free. Join us as we guide you through the insanity of PT school. Oh man. Hello everyone. We are coming on for another episode and for today. Oh, this will be a good one, Sarah. We are talking about what we would have done differently in PT school now that we are graduated and passed all the schooling almost (laughs) except for the NPTE. But we want to talk about this today and share our stories, but we want to welcome you to another episode of gratitude. This is episode two, four, six. And we are coming in live in the Student Physical Therapist Network group. So if you are not here, come join. It is an amazing uh, group of people. And we've been getting more people uh, joining our group. So welcome. We are glad to have you. And Sarah, let's kick it off. So how did this week go for you? Ooh, weekly updates first. Okay. So this week was the second week that I did nothing. (laughs) Second week since graduation. And this was okay. So I shouldn't say I did nothing, but comparatively, right? So this was the first week of Kyle Rice's NPTE prep program, the PT hustle. Gabby and I are both going through his live coaching program. And it has been honestly, really, really amazing so far. And Gabby will tell you, I'm a little bit of a critic. So I feel like It takes a lot to impress me and it was, I've been very impressed so far. So I'm really loving it. I love getting into the details behind like why we're missing certain questions and what kind of testing error are you making for each question? So it's been really eye-opening, and that's been this week. And also a lot of reading some books. I'm making it through becoming Michelle Obama slowly, but surely, um, And then uh, a couple other books, Digital Minimalism. I don't know. I'd love to hear what books you guys are reading. Uh, But that's what my week was like. Gabby, how was your week? Yes, very similar with starting the program for Kyle. And I just want to give him a quick shout out because we are in his class currently in his live class and he is phenomenal. You have probably listened to him on your drives with the NPTE clinical files. So, you know, keep listening and 
you know, if you have any questions for us or Kyle about his program or the NPTE, let us know. But this week prepping for that, getting back into the mode of studying, and I'll explain more of that uh, later in this episode. And yeah, just getting things together. Um, same thing. I went to the library for the first time in forever and I got, I got two books and I'm like, oh, there's due dates on these. So I'm reading slow as well. So I really need to, uh, renew them, but I don't know, this is a time it's like, it's great to like go to the library and you're not actually reading for school per se. You're reading for fun and what you're interested in. And, uh, yeah, that's what, that's what I'm doing right now as well. Honestly, getting books in the library. I don't know if you guys feel this way, but it makes me read more because there is a due date, you know? And for me, I like, you know, supporting the local library, but also just going because it's free and you can go read the book. And if you really like it, you can go and buy it. And um, also I just don't want to be carrying around a bunch of books right now at this point in my life. Like I'm about to be traveling a lot. So I don't want to be carrying anything around. So just a little shout out to the libraries. Let me know if you guys are doing the same thing, but let's get into this episode. This is what we would have done differently in PT school, because let's be honest, everyone makes a ton of mistakes in PT school. You should, you should fail fast and fail often as Kyle Rice says. And Gabby, I'm going to ask you first, we're going to each say three things that we would have done differently in PT school and give a little story. And we'd love to hear from you guys too. If you're live or on the replay, put it in the comments. Um, and so Gabby, what is one thing you would have done differently in PT school? Now that we're done with class, what would you say? Okay. So I'm going to go chronologically. I'm going to start with first year and then work our way up to third year. But number one, my first semester of PT school, like first semester ever, I wish, and if I could go back, I would definitely do more group studying. So what does that mean? I, I feel like for myself, uh, going through undergrad, I was definitely, you know, a solo studier. Um, you would probably be like, what Gabby gets annoyed with people easily. (laughs) I, I get, I get more anxious if there's a lot of people talking or if I don't understand the topic you know, right away. Um, but I've realized more now that I was doing group studying all wrong. Like I was having, you know, three or four people and it would just be a lot going on. Uh, and I'm realizing now that I do best when it's one to two people talking about concepts. And during my first semester, this was so, you know, so important with going through anatomy number one and cardio poem, because in my first semester, I, oh, it was rough. I almost didn't pass cardiopoem. And that was because I was solo studying. I was drawing on my whiteboard, you know, going to office hours, but I, I feel like I didn't have like a study buddy per se. And, um, whether it be for all of the classes or just like cardiopoem, find someone who knows the topic well and have them teach you. And then once you learn it, you teach it to someone else. I think I didn't do enough of that. Uh, and, that would be number one for me is not enough group studying in smaller groups, like one other person or two other people. That's a good one though, because I feel the same way. Like it's hard to find your groups and Mm -hmm. figure out, okay, who do I study best with and who am I actually like good at being friends with, but not good at being study buddies with, because that's an important distinction to make. And it was a challenge 
let me just say from my own experience too, trying to figure out who those people are, who you should be more social with and not study with because you get distracted versus who you can study with and actually get things done. Yeah. So that was really important. And for you, Sarah, what was uh, one thing that you would have done differently and you can go chronologically or not. Hmm. <laughs> this was, I'm going to be honest, this was really hard to narrow down just three things because I feel like I made so many mistakes throughout the three years of PT school, like to narrow it down was really difficult. So the first thing I'm going to say is like semi chronologically. So this is a little bit different than Gabby's. Gabby's was more about studying. I'll get to the, my study horrors later, but I should have been more social and vulnerable with classmates. Like I'm really bad as a recovering people pleaser at being vulnerable with people, let alone being vulnerable with myself. (laughs) And the program I got into, you know, after kind of like years of rejection from PT school and getting rejected from like 18 PT schools and all of this stuff, I already had like this issue with being rejected and feeling like I could not be accepted in a, in a deeper way. And so the program I did finally get off the wait list for, they had a three plus three program, which I was not in. I did not go to the same grad school as I did for undergrad, but about 70% of my classmates did. And so not to say that they didn't like welcome the newcomers, but it was just more difficult being an outsider, quote unquote, whether I placed that on myself or it was a combination of like the environment. Um, I feel like if I had been more social, it would have been more fun in PT school, right? Like, of course, there's a lot of studying, which we'll get more into, but it should also be enjoyable. Like the process, it can be really hard at times and there's got to be people to like help you through it and have fun with too. Oh, I love that. And I feel like that's really important, especially if you're listening to this and you are a pre-PT or you were a pre-PT and you had multiple rejections, you applied multiple uh, cycles, you know, that's, that's really tough. And then once you get into a program, you're like, yes, I'm really excited to meet my classmates, to just have a new um, group of people. Like, people who are passionate about what I want to do. They want to go into the same profession and, and then, you know, looking and say, okay, like, and I, I don't know, I want to say too, for at least Sarah, for your program, um, a lot of your classmates were just comfortable, you know, they were comfortable with their group of friends. They knew each other and they didn't want to get outside that bubble. And so, um, you know, I want to encourage you if you are in a three plus three and you have other, uh, newcomers or students coming, the noobs, (laughs) welcome them, you know, uh, and don't, you know, if you see someone like sitting by themselves or not talking a lot, you know, be that person and get out of your comfort zone. Uh, I'm the opposite. Like I am that person. (laughs) Um, unfortunately during my orientation, I, you know, I was so sick. I had lost my voice and I could not talk. It was, you wouldn't notice from my like orientation picture, but I could not talk. So I was like, I can't talk. For those of you who are listening and you can't see Gabby, she just was silent and smiled and waved. <laughs> like that's me. what you did the whole orientation. I could totally see it too. Cause you're a very outgoing person. You are so extroverted. So that was probably quite an interesting orientation to not be able to talk to people. It was. And then once I, once I recovered from that, you know, I was able to, uh, you know, talk to more people and 
I had a roommate. Um, we both had roommates in our first year. So that was kind of our, I guess our, our people who we, um, who we were with during the very beginnings, but yeah, being an outsider is it's not fun. Uh, so Sarah, what, you know, what did you do after first semester to, um, change that? Like, did you talk to more people? Did you have a new group of friends? This is, this is horrible. We are just going unplanned here with this question that Gabby just asked me uh, to give a very straightforward answer. I did nothing. I was just, this was very self-imposed. I'm not very extroverted. I, I am kind of ambiverted and I, I like talking to just a handful of people. And I felt like I found those people, but after first semester, most of them did not make it through. Like due to grades or life circumstances, like they just didn't make it to the second semester. So it was like really challenging for me. And that was a big motivation behind this podcast and behind our vision to help students get through on their first try without any debt. The first try, because about 10% of students just don't make it through on their first try. And so yeah, I didn't do anything. So you guys learn from me and actually do something differently if you uh, are in that kind of situation where you're not being super social or you're not really, you know, making new friends and having fun through PT school. And this leads into a very good point, something that we all go through and I'll share my story uh, on the comparison game. Is this uh, your second thing, Gabby? This is this the is second, my second thing you should have, you would have, <laughs> should have, could have, would have done differently. Yes. And I know it's really hard, uh, you know, not comparing yourself. We all do it, but developing that self-awareness of, okay, I'm doing this constantly when I take exams or I, you know, putting myself in these situations where I, you know, I look and see this group of people in my class hanging out. I'm like, why am I not there? Or, you know, whatever it is. And one thing I can definitely say my story for this, uh, in my first year, third semester, we go on our first clinical rotation. You know, everyone goes to an outpatient clinic. We have a buddy, another classmate with us. And hearing from all of my other classmates and, you know, they're like, oh, I'm performing evals. Oh, I'm doing this. Oh, you know, they're doing all these things. I'm like, well, here I am observing, not doing much. And it wasn't a great clinical experience to say the least, but, you know, I was looking at all my other classmates and saying, why are they so far ahead than I am right now? They're able to, you know, uh, apply all their skill, all the skills that we learned in musculoskeletal. And I feel like I'm not doing that right now. So, uh, I did go to my professor and I was like, Hey, this clinical, I was not getting their X or MSK stuff. And that was a whole another conversation, but, uh, just the comparison game in general, like she, she said, she said, you're fine. Everybody has a different experience. So you have to focus on, you know, on you. And obviously I graduated, so it ended up being okay in the end. Uh, but I think the biggest takeaway is being more self-aware if you are having those thoughts, or if you're getting down on yourself or saying, oh, like I should have this grade you know, I should have gotten a 95 on this exam than a 70. And it's just important to, to know that because you know, you best. 
And it's also hard to find this fine line between being excited for classmates who are achieving and being genuinely happy for them. And this is a life lesson, right? This is, this is so cliche and everyone does this. Everyone compares themselves to everyone around them because naturally that's just like an instinctual thing to do. You want to be like high up quote unquote in the food chain or whatever. And so it's a fine line of being inspired by someone's achievement and being defeated by someone's achievement. So finding that and figuring out like where it is for you, how much you need to just put blinders on for yourself and how much you can really open up during PT school. It's really hard. Like I, I think um, I've never really found the good balance for that. And you guys, if you're out there listening, I'd love to hear it. Have you found a good balance? I think it's something that people struggle with daily. Exactly. And so many of us PT students who are type A and I mean, we all do it, but I think you're right, Sarah, it's just finding that that right balance. And, um, what was, okay. So now that we're getting into, you know, first year, uh, what was your second point? (laughs) Okay. So point number two, this is about studying. Uh, what I would have done differently in PT school is learn how to study before getting deep into the semester, because like I've said before on the podcast, my first semester, I almost failed out. I was on probation because I was very borderline with my grades and all my classes, it was kind of like A, B for a few classes and B, C for two classes. I pulled off a B in the one, the other, I was literally one point away from a B, but I got a C and all the others that were borderline A, B, it doesn't matter how close you are to the A. If you get a B, it's a B, right? It doesn't matter if it's an 81 or an 89. And so for me, that was very frustrating because I was put on probation because I had all B's and one C, I had a C in neuro. And to get down more to the root of like, why the heck did I even get to that point of being so borderline? I really attribute it to me not taking initiative to learn how to study and like sharpen my ax before actually trying to chop down a tree, right? It's kind of silly to continuously try to chop down this tree with a dull ax. And I was doing that through PT school. I was continuously trying to shove more information and books into my brain without like trying to learning how to open it up and absorb more. So that was my almost failure story from first semester. Yeah. I feel like we could all learn how to study in our first semester because in undergrad, you know, you may had a way you made it through late nights lots of coffee, whatever it is. But when it gets to PT school, I would say nine times out of 10, you're going to have to change how you study in one aspect or the other. But do we really learn how to study? No, we don't. School, you know, middle school, high school, they don't teach you that. And then going into undergrad, as far as I know, there's not a class. There probably is hopefully now, but I don't know of any classes that teach you how to study. And I just feel like that's so important because you have to seek that yourself. No one's going to hand that to you. And if you want to ultimately not put yourself in a situation, and I you know, hate to say this, but like for those who um, don't know how to study, certain parts of it really could be a detriment to you know, getting a BC borderline or failing out and either having to restart or completely leaving the program. So Um, We don't say this to scare you, but we say this as, you know, be prepared and learn how to study 
And we have some of those tips and we also have a lot of people who we recommend who teach this really well. Yeah. And like Abby said, we're not here to scare you guys at all. (laughs) Now that we're done with school, honestly, it's kind of a weight off of our shoulders because during PT school, there's a lot of things you can't necessarily say. (laughs) And so right now, this is kind of a raw episode. I just want you guys to know that. Um, And if you ever have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to us to hear the, you know, deeper rawness, but just think about it. There's a lot of things we're not going to say on here when we have thousands of you listening, Um, (laughs) especially when you have the pressures of professors or the program or whatever else saying like you represent them in some kind of way. So that's just a side rant. Gabby, what is your third thing that you would have done differently in PT school? My third thing I would have done differently, and this hits home to me right now, I just foreclosed or I did not publicly announce this yet, um, but I feel comfortable, you know, about talking about this here. I wish I would have taken um, more time to see the bigger picture when it comes to taking the NPTE at a specific time. What I mean by that is I, I feel like I rushed into taking my exam in a sense. And if you're like, what are you talking about? I'm talking about the NPTE, which is the license exam you have to take uh, after you graduate. You're a DPT, hooray! But now you have to take your license exam to be a physical therapist. And my program, they they gave us you know multiple practice exams that we that were graded, and uh, I took a lot of practice exams leading up to the April April exam. Unfortunately, I did not pass my first attempt. And I think it was hindsight because I, you know, I saw that my practice exam scores were not great and it was borderline to be honest. Like I really wasn't meeting the expectation. I was graduating in April. So I was like, okay, well I can take the NPTE in April. And if I would have gone back, um, I would tell myself, okay, you're getting these scores now, you know, be more aware, seek guidance from people like Kyle Rice who can say, okay, like to tell you straight up and honestly, Someone told me straight, straight, like straight up. I don't know if you should take it, but I took that risk anyway and I didn't pass, but that doesn't mean like it's the end of the world. Um, I just wish I would have saw it in myself and instead I just pushed, I took the risk and, uh, I didn't succeed the first time, but now, you know, I'm going through, uh, another program with students who have also failed on their first attempt and I don't feel alone. Uh, so the, the biggest thing is that with this is if you fail, it's not the end of the world, but figure out where it is that you are struggling. Um, because sometimes you can't see it yourself or, you know, it deep down inside. You're like, Oh, like I know this is, this is the section, or this is the, uh, type of questions that I'm getting wrong. And the more I just pound it into my brain, just like the studying, like you're not going to absorb it. So that's what happened. And, uh, I'm ready to take it in July. Uh, but that was just a short story of real life right now of taking the NPTE. Yeah. And a lot of programs don't necessarily set you up like, okay, let's just be honest here. The job of PT school is to get you to pass the NPTE. So of course they're going to guide you in that way and try to have you set up to take it. Um, and pass it on your first time because it affects their pass rates, right? It affects their first time pass rates. So um, it's very 
tempting for people to take it as soon as they can, because of course, then you can go to work, then you can finally be a PT. And so there's, there's kind of this push and pull of how do you figure out when is the best time for you guys to take it? And I just want you to hear Gabby's story there and maybe re-listen to it a little bit and really think about for you, does this honestly feel like the time? And it can be really hard until you ask somebody else who's going to be straight up with you and be like, eh, I'm not really sure. Um, so definitely just take a look into yourselves uh, when it does get down to that time, like three months before, four months before you're thinking about taking it, really decide for yourself, okay, should I take it in April or should I take it in July or whatever other month? So yeah, thank you for sharing, Gabby. Of course. I know I'm not the only one. No, certainly but. not. <laughs> and then Sarah, so last point for you, what would you say you would change? Okay. Last thing that I would change. And I kind of have a theme here. I was a little bit too introverted <laughs> throughout PT school. Um, I would have talked to professors and GAs early, not because quote unquote, I needed help, but because everyone should really have those relationships to make PT school feel emotionally safer and intellectually like safer, quote unquote. I don't mean it was dangerous. I just mean so that I would have felt like it was an open door that I could have walked through at any point when I did need help and not feel like, oh, these people are now a last resort because I never talked to them before. And now I'm not sure how to bring up the fact that I'm not doing well. Um, and I, I think that would have helped so, so much, especially in midterms, because for us, the midterms were not really halfway through the first semester. They were kind of like two thirds of the way through. And so they were, and for most of you, midterms and finals are a huge portion of your grade, right? So depending on how midterms go could determine how you do at the end of the semester. And it was kind of a crucial point that I just missed. I just <laughs> did not do well and did not ask for help because I thought, oh, I just do this. Like I haven't really talked to my professors or GAs yet. And they just aren't going to be as open to me going to them now as a last resort. So I would just recommend talking to them early, uh, whether you feel like you need it or not, because then you have an open door there. Yeah. And I, we can't stress that enough because you know, PT school, it's, you can't, it's not like you can just take the exam again. There's usually no re retakes, at least in my program. For like midterms? Yeah, for midterms. There's usually no retakes. Uh, it's more of, okay, what can you do better for finals? Um, so seek those people out early. Uh, and if it's a professor that's teaching the class and you don't quite get along with them, then find the GA who teaches that or um, your advisor, like someone, someone who can uh, help you with the information or at least give you the next steps of, okay, this is how to approach this professor, whatever it may be. Um, so I would say that's the biggest thing. And I'm glad you, you pointed that out because a lot of students just want to go for it themselves and say, oh, I got this. Like, that's our mentality. We got this. We don't need outside help um, other than classmates. But when it comes to the professor, you, you may still have that guilt from undergrad of, oh, like they're too busy. I don't want to reach out to them. Like they already have enough on their plate. And so you're just making excuses for why they, why you are not going to seek help from them. And I would say, don't feel bad. Like they, 
They are there for a reason. Um, it's, it's to help you ultimately, like they don't want you to fail their class. That's not the whole point. So definitely seek them out because they are there for a resource. And I, I can say that's, that's one thing that really helped me in the first semester is seeking, seeking my professors out early and saying like, look, this is what I'm not getting. Um, and I was definitely one during the first two weeks to like introduce myself and say, Hey, I'm Gabby. <laughs> Are you guys surprised? Am. No, Here I am. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, that was, that was good. So just do it. If it's out of your comfort zone, bring a friend. That's what I always did. I was like, all right. One of my friends from PT school, I was like, let's go in together. <laughs> I can see it now. I'm just having like flashbacks <laughs> and I wasn't even there, but yeah, you guys, I want to add one bonus one. I know we said we'd give three each, but I want to add this bonus one because it's about money. And because a lot of people, there's this myth that there's no scholarships for PT school. And I, I just want to say right now that is completely bullshit. <laughs> big X. Gabby's having a big X right now. Bullshit. Um, go back and listen to our episode we did with Molly Hart and how she paid for PT school 100% with scholarships. You heard that right the first time. She completely paid for all of her tuition with scholarships. Imagine if you guys could do that. And I think people don't realize it's a possibility. And also number two, just if you find, okay, I can't pay for all of PT school this way, but here's other opportunities I have to make money that maybe are not the traditional way of going and working at the bar or at the gym or whatever, like finding what works for you and how you can manage your time and finances within PT school um, was that would have been immensely helpful because I know finances um, can be a huge stress and can really influence how you're doing in class. So um, I just want to add that on there because it's a little bonus tip for you guys and something I wish I would have done differently in PT school. Both of us for sure. And probably majority of you, if you're listening and you're in PT school, you're like, yeah, I didn't apply to scholarships. Um, definitely do that. It's so important and any, anything helps, but um, if you have any questions about anything that we talked about today, let us know. Uh, we want to see you and what are your biggest takeaways? Like, what do you think you could have done differently? Um, if you are hearing this and you're done with PT school or almost done, we would love to hear, especially, oh, this is important, especially now for all of those, we've gotten a lot of students reach out to us about starting PT school online during like their first semester online. And we, we did have a different experience, but there are still these things that relate and, uh, you know, we want to help you and guide you during this time that we are in. Very true. So you guys let us know what your big takeaways are next week. We're going to get into something a little different. And on Sunday, we have a special round table coming up. And so Gabby, do you want to just briefly talk about that? And we want to talk about an event that's coming up that I know you guys already heard the ad for at the beginning, but I want to talk about it briefly here too. Yeah. So, uh, Sunday we will be doing an NPTE roundtable, and oh, this is going to be so good, especially for those of you taking it in July and beyond. Uh, we are bringing in all all physical therapists. Oh, it makes me so happy! Like when I say that, they are all physical therapists now, and most of them, uh, you know, have their own NPTE story. I'll leave it at that. But we are so excited for our second second roundtable ever. Our first one was restart. Uh, restart roundtable. So if you haven't listened to that, go back to it. It was phenomenal. And we have another one this Sunday, but 
We also have uh, everything that we've been talking about in the ad and our emails. So Sarah, what is it? So you guys, Gabby and I talk about SSPT live a lot, and this is is now called SSHC live smart success healthcare live. It is a conference that goes on every year. This is now, I think the fourth year that Greg Todd is hosting it. And it's down in Orlando, Florida. This time is June 5th and 6th. And And Gabby and I are helping plan the first and only national graduation ever for all of you who graduated in 2020 or 2021, whether it's undergrad or grad school, whether you had an in-person graduation or not, it does not matter because this is going to be a graduation like none other. And we cannot even express how pumped we are for this because of course, we graduated this year, so we're a little bit biased, but we know there are thousands of you out there who didn't get the graduation you wanted. And I'm going to raise my hand and say, I'm included. You know, we had a graduation outside, but it kind of sucked. Uh, I won't say that, you know, too loud because I appreciate that I had it, but it's not quite, you know, everything I had imagined. And I know many of you feel the same way. So come on down. If you're coming just for the graduation, Greg Todd said it is free. Yeah, that's right. If you're coming just for the graduation Sunday night, June 6th, it is free. If you want to come for the whole event that weekend, which I highly would recommend, it is massively discounted for students. You can click the link in our bio to get your ticket. And we are not announcing who yet, but we just found out the who um, of this year's commencement uh, speech. And so check out our weekly email. If you are not signed up, you can uh, subscribe. We, we can put that, uh, down in the show notes, but this person is a PT and he's a big name in our profession. And that's all I'm going to leave it at because some of you may guess it, but we're not officially announcing it yet. And I know this graduation, how many people can say their graduation is having a dance party, like a legit, we've been to these dance parties. (laughs) It is Oh my gosh. It is so much fun. And we cannot wait to see you there. We are excited to walk across that stage. I know I'm going to be emotional walking across the stage. Like I can already bet. I'm going to (laughs) cry. We can already bet that right now. Happy tears, (laughs) but we want to see you there and we'll be talking about it more as it gets closer and hope you guys have a great weekend day whenever you're listening to this and we'll see you soon. Bye guys. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Gratitude. We would absolutely love to hear your biggest takeaway from this episode and share it out on all of the social media platforms and tag us so we can see it. And if you like our show, the best thing you could do is to take a minute to write a review to help us get this out to more students like you to shift the narrative away from stress and broke SPT. 